Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about gold exploration in Latin America. I'm very pleased to be joined by uh, Elaine Ellingham, President and CEO of Omai Gold Mines. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning. Now, you've just put out some some pretty amazing results. Um, You've just done a a, a resource update for your Omai project in Guyana, which is at the northeastern tip of uh, South America. Um, And you've got just under 4 million ounces in all categories. Tell us about that. And I I guess one of the key things here is that at the start of the year, you didn't have any resources at all. So it's been quite a year for you in, in terms of developing your resource base. Right. It absolutely has. Uh, of course, Omai was uh, a, is a past producing mine. It was, uh, you know, when it was in production, one of the largest operating large gold mines in South America. So uh, obviously that's a very prospective area to be looking for new deposits. So we were able to uh, move fairly quickly to identify uh, a large resource under beneath adjacent to and along strike of one of the past producing deposits. So we announced that in January. Uh, and then we moved forward to do some additional drilling to expand on that. But we were also able to bring in a historic resource that was underneath one of the past producing pits as well. And that's so that's how we got to that expansion. Okay. And the average grade is around, what, two grams per tonne? Yeah. The average grade is two grams per tonne. But uh, the, the Winot deposit, which it would be more of an open pit, it's uh, about at 1.4 grams, which is, you know, quite healthy grade for an open pit. And uh, the other one would probably be an underground operation, but uh, potentially bulk mineable. And, and the grade on that's about 3.2, 3.25. Uh, again, you know, pretty good grades for uh, some robust economic deposits. Okay. And, and the material, is that heat leachable or will that require milling or what's the thoughts there? Yeah, it would be conventional milling. And, and as I said, this was a past producing mine. So we have a lot of information on that. Of, of course, the mill was removed years ago, but uh, when it was in production, 35% out of, came out of a gravity circuit as well. So that kind of gives you, it was a, a sort of conventional carbon and pulp. Um, so yeah, conventional milling. Okay, thank you. Now, with, with just under 4 million ounces, I mean, that's obviously a, a great achievement for a junior exploration company. Um, what, how are you going to sort of go forward from here? What would what be the plans or the main milestones for next year? Well, what attracted me to the project and to run the company was actually the exploration potential. And so, uh, you know, to me, you know, some of these deposits that are around in a long strike, uh, you know, they were they were uh, relatively easy to come together because, you know, this was a very uh, this was a very uh, prolific mine. And so some of the exploration targets are they're nearby and they're very compelling. So our real goal is to, uh, in addition, find some uh, make a new discovery of some near surface open pitable deposits. And uh, we believe that a lot of the targets are, are you know, among the best out there and that, uh, you know, our next phase would certainly be stepping out onto those but at the same time also uh, drilling to expand these known resources because that just makes sense. Okay, thank you. Um, I'd like to sort of talk a little bit about Guyana now, if I may. Um, Guyana is a, a jurisdiction that perhaps not many people are familiar with, although, as you point out, it's been a very big gold producer in the past, going back, you know, um, Canadian and American companies sort of 10, 20, 30 years ago. Um, it, I guess it cooled off for a little bit, but the interest has come back. Um, you've got uh, Toro Peru, which is now in the hands of Aris Mining, Reunion Goals, doing great things. 
um, had Guyana Goldfields put a, a good deposit together there. And, and Barrick Gold, it's one of their um, key areas of interest from an exploration point of view. And of course, a big uh, offshore uh, oil and gas discovery to boot. So um, what, what's it like working in Guyana? What's government policy like, um, receptive to renewing or having more mining development, gold mining development? Right. Uh, well, I, I hadn't worked in Guyana before, so I, I found it extremely refreshing and, and very quick to get to know people in the government. It's a small country, population still under 800,000 people. Uh, so, you know, it's like a small town. Um, and yes, uh, you know, Guyana, the, the gold mining industry goes way back actually in the Spanish times again. So they're, they're very familiar. One of the key things to remember about OMI is when it was in production, it produced over 300,000 ounces a year. So it was, uh, and it was profitable. It employed over a thousand Guyanese people when it was in production. So the government is very keen on seeing this, uh, this come back into production because uh, as you can imagine, you know, Guyana has been historically been a very poor country. Um, this was the heyday of their prosperity is when OMI was in production. Okay. Um, so can one assume from that then that uh, you've also got some uh, historical infrastructure presence? So it's not like you have to sort of build up a lot of roads or, or as and when you move forward to a, um, a construction scenario. Correct. I mean, there is no mill or things like that, but uh, we're only 165 kilometers from the from the capital city of Georgetown. And uh, with the prosperity that the offshore oil is bringing and the attention to Guyana, uh, there's a lot of infrastructure projects going on, and one of them is uh, they're actually paving the road that goes within 10 kilometers of Omai. So it was paved halfway, but this is the road that actually extends down to Brazil. Uh, but you can only imagine uh, the the benefits of having a paved road go within 10 kilometers of your of your property. So again, that's going to play uh, profoundly into the ultimate development of this into a mine. Okay, and, and does the government have plans to perhaps extend a power line down that road as well or elsewhere in the in the region? Yes, there's a very large uh, hydroelectric project that they've been advancing, and that, that line would go about 40, 30 or 40 kilometers just north of our property. So again, obviously that, uh, that would be a, a profound benefit uh, during a mine development. Okay, thank you. Now, going getting to mine development, that's um, a hop, skip and a jump in a way. And uh, I want to sort of finish our conversation by talking a little bit about the markets. It hasn't been a good year for the precious metals sector. Paradigm Capital put out a report earlier this week that showed, I think, on average, uh, gold explorers, the share prices are down 30 to 40 percent this year, you know, pretty much across the board, even the gold majors are down on average 30%. And um, you've just put out more than a doubling of your resource. You've got a nice 10% bump in your share price this morning. But still, you've got a market cap of just 17 million Canadian dollars, which uh, gives you a valuation of let's say about $4 per ounce. Um, this is seems about as bad as it can get. I mean, as a CEO of a, of a, a sort of company, what do you do to try and face this situation? Well, I've been in the mining business for over 35 years, pushing 40 years. So, uh, you know, down cycles are, are no stranger. And if you work in the exploration sector, uh, then the downturns last even longer. Um, I mean, I guess we have done a lot to rationalize our costs. We our, our overhead is very low. My philosophy is you get the dollars in the ground and you advance the project. Um, you know, 
I can't control the markets, but I can control the advancement of our projects. So we've been really effective at doing that. And so uh, we'll continue on that path. I mean, with respect to the markets, uh, yeah, that's a buyer's market out there. But with all the you know fears of inflation, the political instability, uh, I think you know the whole world is just holding their breath. Uh, and so, you know, uh, we do know the markets come back. They always come back. Uh, you know, the inflationary environment, I think a lot of people thought would kind of catapult the gold price. Um, it's behaving a little bit differently, but it has been for the last 20 years. And um, I, I mean, we're all optimistic that there are a lot of companies with a lot of value uh, that are just not being recognized. So, uh, you know, we control what we can and we, uh, you know, hope for the best in the markets. That's all we can do. I imagine you sort of wake up every morning and, you know, say your ticket, OMG. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely okay so you know given, given this you know it's a tough market and you know it hasn't the gold price hasn't responded as people perhaps thought it would or should um you know we're now in i guess the time of year where you're preparing budgets for next year um how are you approaching that are you sort of approaching that with caution and a, perhaps a little bit of let's wait and see what the new year brings before we commit to a, perhaps a big drill program to test some of these other targets you mentioned earlier well, no, I mean, I think you, uh, you know, when you're running a public company, in my opinion, you you forge forward and you, uh, you know, advance projects and create value, uh, whether the market uh, recognizes it at the current time or not. Um, that's my philosophy. It, we've been fairly good at being a low cost uh, explorer. And, you know, we, you know, we, we've created, we've, we've discovered and put a lot of ounces on, on the inventory in the last year, uh, we have been drilling almost nonstop for you know 16 months now, with a few little breaks. But actually, there's a lot of uh, low-cost, high-impact exploration we can do, and it's actually, to be frank, it's nice to have a bit of a breather where we can do some compilation. And you know, we're doing some geochem surveying along strike. We know that our one deposit uh, lies within a very pronounced shear corridor that we know goes eight kilometers across the property. And we wanted to step out and do the geochemistry, but when we're drilling, we kind of have our hands full. So uh, in this pause, we've started doing the geochem along strike. We know there's some really nice looking uh, geophysics anomalies along there. And so we do kind of mini grids over those uh, anomalies. So, I mean, there are ways to do low cost exploration that are really gonna still advance our exploration further. At some point, um, you're gonna need to refinance again. What are your thoughts on, on when, what, and if um, you'll do that? Well, we've, we've done pretty well at preserving our cash. So we're over a million dollars still, which might not sound like much, but it actually takes us quite a ways. Uh, so I think, you know, we, we put out this news, hope that there's some impact. Um, you know, I, I don't think that uh, any of our shareholders uh, would be uh, very welcoming to a five cent uh, financing for this company, but uh, obviously we we do create a lot of value for for the expiration dollars we spend. So um, I think you know we'll have to look at that in the future, but I think we have some flexibility on the timing. Okay, well I wish you the best of luck with that, Elaine. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Oh my gold mines trades on the TSXV under OMG and on the OTCQB under OMGGF. Elaine Ellingham, President and CEO, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. And that's all from me, Paul Harris. Join us for more from Mining Stock Daily soon. 
The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.